Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Reasonably Real. This is Dead Eye Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is Maniac Mike and Jigsaw Jody. How are you all doing today? Starting with you, Maniac Mike. Doing pretty good. Uh, excited to talk about some great movies that have come out so far this year. Awesome. Awesome. Me too. Jigsaw Jody, well, how are you doing today? Pretty decent. It's hot, but I'm managing. It is hot. I, I think it's it's very hot here in, here in Missouri as well, honestly. It's uh, it's steamy, to say the least. I got the, the AC going and the, uh, and the old ceiling fans turning. But we're here. We're ready to talk about some movies. And the topic for today is going to be our favorite movies so far of the year. But before we do that, Maniac Mike, what have you been watching? All right. I've got to watch a few films. Uh, first one I'll talk about is I caught up with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's a very good movie. It's a, uh, it's a pretty funny movie. It has a lot of good humor in it. And uh, I think uh, Sam Raimi was about the perfect person to direct this. And you can tell there's a lot of Raimi-isms in the film. And uh, it really helped out overall in the presentation. So really enjoyed that movie. Uh, I give that an 8 out of 10. Um, I've watched three different Star Wars series here in the last couple weeks. Uh, I finally finished off The Mandalorian. That's a 10 out of 10. The, the thing is amazing. Um, and then I know there was a leaked trailer for uh, Season 3, so can't wait for that. And then I watched The Book of Boba Fett, which is pretty much Mandalorian Season 2.5, and it's good. Uh, there's nothing really wrong with it. Uh, I just wish it would have been more about Boba Fett rather than The Mandalorian. Uh, so I give that one an 8 out of 10. And then the third one I finished off uh, was Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'll be totally honest, although it had some great moments in it, uh, overall, I think the story the series told was a little bit underwhelming. I totally agree. The last episode actually had me bump down my score a little bit. It was yeah. just, it was all fan service, and it ended on a pretty shallow note, really. I mean, no real surprises. The characters that they built up ended up being mostly meaningless. It's, it's weird. I, I totally agree. Um, this honestly felt like two different series or movies, like, just crammed together, uh, and they always didn't gel together. 
<coughs> they have an, an Inquisitor storyline, and then they have Obi Wan storyline, and individually and more fleshed out, I think I would have liked them. But together and kind of rushed, I they always didn't go together too well. Uh, also, nothing really happened in the series. Like there was no big moments. There was, but there wasn't no big moments we didn't know about. Where this ends is exactly where it begins. And so the the story just kind of didn't go anywhere. It kind of didn't do anything. Um, and, and I don't know if that was their point. I don't know if they just wanted to like highlight an adventure that Obi-Wan has. But um, it was very underwhelming to me personally. Uh, I give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, although it has some of my favorite moments that they've put in some of these Star Wars series, overall, it's just kind of underwhelming for me um watch maybe the last three episodes and that's really all you need to watch of it so uh, i give that one a six out of ten uh then i'll move on to some movies uh i've been watching a lot of joe bob uh i caught up with 1976's the little girl who lives down the lane and this movie's really good uh, it's really weird. It's got a weird tone to it, kind of a, a weird setting. Um, and I, I'm not going to go into the story too much because it's kind of easy to spoil some things, but uh, this was a, a very young Jodie Foster, pretty much in a leading role, and she does really well. She does carry the movie extremely well. And... Uh, the dialogue is pretty intriguing. It holds up, uh, especially for a mid-70s movie. I, I still think uh, it's contemporary to this day. Um, and the Joe Bob cut is really good, and I do suggest it. I give this yeah, movie an 8 out of 10. Uh, this, was, this was one of the, the more of a reach for a Joe Bob movie, but it fit in really well with its, its atmosphere, tone, and setting. Uh, so I'm really glad he covered it. It was a movie I probably would have never watched on my own. So Joe Bob kind of forced me to watch it, and I I appreciate that. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so that's an 8 out of 10. Uh, the next movie uh, was a movie I was excited whenever Joe Bob said he was doing it, and that's Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. And this movie's a trip. Uh, it's funny. It doesn't always try to be funny, but it is. Um, and there's kind of a lot of twists and turns and uh, stuff that happens with the main story that you see it coming, but it's still kind of shocking and surprising whenever it does happen. Uh, I really enjoyed Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker, and I give it an 8 out of 10 as well. Uh, me and my wife actually sat down and watched that on a Friday night here a few weeks yeah. back on Joe Bob, and she enjoyed it too. Um, and then... Oh, a movie that I missed that Joe Bob did was uh, was Mario Bava's Black Sunday. And uh, this was his Valpurgisnacht special episode. And this movie's really good. Um, even though it's from 1960, it still looks and holds up really well in the visuals department. And uh, the horror elements in it are, are really good, uh, especially for the time. 
I always try to take myself back to whenever these movies premiered and, and what did the audience in 1960 think? And I'm sure it scared the shit out of them. Uh, so I give Mario Bava's Black Sunday an 8 out of 10. Uh, I think it's a very well-made movie, uh, very well done, and well worth watching today. Uh, the last movie I'll talk about uh, was a movie actually me, Dave, and Steady Steve sat down and watched last Friday. Uh, and that's uh, when Joe Bob covered it called The Stepfather. And I had seen this a long time I'm pretty sure I'd seen this a long time ago, but didn't remember a whole lot about it. Uh, but this is a movie you got to kind of see to believe, because uh, the main character in it, played by Terry O'Quinn, is really good, and he's he, he's kind of scary when he goes off the deep end. And uh, so this is a, a movie well worth checking out. I give it a seven out of ten, and uh, the Joe Bob version on uh, Shutter is really good as well. Uh, so uh, that's kind of what I've been watching. Uh, Jody, what about you? I have been watching a lot of Joe Bob as well. You and I have a lot of the same same movies. Uh, but first, I'll start with uh, my Cinema Club movies for this month. We did Jurassic World. Um, I was, the first time I saw that, I gave it a 6 out of 10. I was pretty disappointed by it, but I thought it was a competently made film. But uh, it just was like, well, it's a good movie, but it's not the movie I wanted. But then I saw it again. I dropped my score even further. It's like you know what? Whether it's a you know finely made movie or not, they had the coolest premise to work with, and they made a heist movie. Really, um, like Ocean's Eleven or Fast and Furious kind of thing. Instead of you know a Velociraptor stalking in a you know suburban neighborhood or just really anything cool. Uh, the focus really wasn't the dinosaurs, and yeah. So uh, we did Lightyear. Um, I gave that an 8 out of 10. Ironically, I would say it was also one of the bigger disappointments of the year in a lot of ways. I just, But that's only kind of my fault. I overhyped that in my head. I'm the hugest Toy Story guy. They're all 10s to me. Um, I love every single one of them so much. I love all the little specials that they do. Uh, but this was, and this is, I, I promise not politically minded at all, but I don't know, just was, uh, there, there's, there's a, there's a good part where it just gutted me emotionally, which was good, a uh, good thing. Like, you know, all the Toy Story movies do, but this, I don't know, just kind of seemed like a really fun, good movie, but I, I overhyped it in my head. I was pretty sure I was going to walk out of there saying this is my favorite movie of the year. Uh, but it wasn't, but it was good. Eight out of 10 recommend kids are going to like it. Uh, so then, and then we did the black phone, uh, which it isn't going to spoil, spoiler alert, not going to make my list tonight, but, uh, it's easily a nine out of 10 for me. It was, uh, very suspenseful as a dad. I was like, on like, like sick to my stomach for half the movie. Ethan Hawke is incredible. Um, all the child actors are phenomenal too. So, um, black phone was, was a great, I'm looking forward to seeing that again next week. Uh, some Joe Bob stuff I watched. I watched the two Nosferatu's. Of course, the one from the from the nineteen twenties is a ten out of ten. Um, imagine just being there in cinemas, seeing some of those kinds of things for the first time. And then then there's Werner Herzog's version, which uh, as uh, kind of like how I put it, like as you know, he's like an ASMR documentarian, pretty much. 
and for those kind of things, I love, and I think they're they're very interesting to watch. And there's a lot of very interesting things to watch in this, but I don't need all that in a horror movie. Uh, multiple slow motion bat scenes and this kid playing a violin for at least ten minutes of the movie, and all kinds of stuff. It's just very like, I don't know, it's not for me. But uh, I watched Ten- Tenebrae, uh, an Argento classic. Watched The Stepfather. That's one of my childhood favorites. I remember renting that the first time in the library and uh, bringing that over to my grandma's house. It's just, like I always associate The Stepfather with the summer my grandpa died because we stayed with my grandma, my mom, and I for most of the summer. And I would go to the library like every other day and like, like, clear out, like get my maximum allowed number of tapes and bring them and watch them at the house. So I always think about The Stepfather watching that at my grandma's house. Um... And, oh, Butcher, <laughs> Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. Oh, what a great movie. I, I watched it when Shudder first got it last year. And in my review, I wrote, gosh, I really hope Joe Bob covers this. And he sure did. And it was a wish come true a year later. And it's just <laughs> like wacky and fun and crazy. So um, I, I was watching the, and they had, it's on IMDb, the trailer when it was called Night Warning, like Joe Bach talked about, like how Stephen King listed it as one of his top five drive-in movies, and it was, when it was called Night Warning. And yeah, what a stupid name for that movie. So it doesn't even make any sense. But uh, yeah, but the, the Night Warning trailer is on IMDb if you're so inclined. And that is it for me. All right, sounds like a pretty good list of movies. I'm going to try and blast through mine as quickly as I can. Um, so I watched um, Videodrome after watching Crimes of the Future. It's a really great movie. Um, just so wild and fleshy and weird. And then hearing um, hearing him talk about these movies is hilarious. Cronenberg not seeing it as a... Um, as like a horror film and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. And then I watched um, Dennis Hopper's directed masterpiece, Out of the Blue. Um, this was put out by Severin. I don't know if y'all have seen this movie, but oh my goodness, is it just absolutely devastating. Um, it's really well done. Um, very dark story. Um, deals with some pretty... Uh, dark topics, and it's one of the uh, saddest coming-of-age movies I've ever seen, uh, but brilliantly scored. Um, the soundtrack is perfect. Dennis Hopper just directed the crap out of this movie, and I don't think a lot of people have seen this, but this is an art film that should be on on people's radar. It's really, really good. Um, watch Tragedy Girls again. It was all right. Have y'all seen Dash Cam, by the way? Not yet. Jeez, this movie is wild. So, <laughs> I don't want to get too far into it, but um, it's definitely going to be talked about and heavily debated amongst like uh, horror fans. So, give it a watch. Let me know what you think. I would love to discuss this movie. Um, I watched everything, everywhere, all at once, finally, and um, I didn't like it as much as the general consensus seems to be, but... You know, it is what it is. Um, I, I still really thought it was a great movie. Um, the performances across the board were awesome. I loved the message. I loved the uh, the ending, too. It was really, really good stuff, honestly, all the way around. Um, so a very enjoyable, very enjoyable movie, an 8 out of 10. Um, Crimes of the Future, I love this, um, the new Cronenberg movie. 
this is some wild, fleshy weirdness. I heard, uh, Joni, you, you did not like the catchphrase, uh, surgery is the new sex. Is that correct? Oh, no, I made a joke about it, but it was fine. <laughs> I just no, said, no, I, I meant, I meant, I meant, you're not down with the idea. Is oh, what I'm no, saying. I'm not down with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, it was a very interesting film. We watched a 10 p.m. screening of it and uh, got a lot of compliments for my video drum shirt I wore out to it. So uh, it, it was a good time. Watched the uh, Fulci movie Warriors of the Year 2072. What a weird movie. You put Death Row Game Show and mix it with uh, Rollerball, and you have this. So uh, That sounds fantastic. Yeah, and then imagine directed by Fulci with Fulci's sense of gore, and you have a, uh, a movie that really should be more seen than it is. <laughs> I love it already. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass this one your way for sure, Mike. I think you're going to get a... Get a real kick out of it. Basically, um, uh, you know, people that are put into prisons are used on this game show of jousting, essentially, like a motorcycle jousting in a gladi- gladiatorial setting and broadcasted on live TV. So uh, it is what it is. Uh, good stuff. I watched Jurassic World. Um, I gave that um, pretty good marks. It's a 7 out of 10, a strong movie, to say the least. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is a, you know, not good movie. Uh, We've talked about it before um, on this show, actually, and uh, where we discussed our thoughts. And this movie's aged about as exactly as I would think it would have. It's just not good. Uh, Watch Jurassic Park on the big screen. Uh, this is a 10. There's not a whole lot to say, but see it on a big screen if you get a chance. Jurassic World Dominion. This movie just reeks. <laughs> Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. A good time. I really like this one. It's at 7. Watch The Baby. It was alright. I've seen it a good number of times now. It's a cool movie to see how it makes people uncomfortable. Thriller. A Cruel Picture. What a film, man. This turned into an exploitation classic. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome put out a great release of this. There's two different versions. If you're more adverse to um, some of the content, definitely check out the cut. Um, they call her One Eye, um, which is cuts a lot of the more extreme footage of this. But it's uh, it's a classic for a reason. And um, apparently one of Tarantino's greatest influences in making some of his uh, more grindhouse-related films like Kill Bill and stuff like that. Lux Eterna uh, is a really amazing movie. Uh, this is an experience, to say the least. The flashing lights, the strange uh, kaleidoscopic ending, just absolutely crazy cinema here. So basically it's the story of a uh, movie production that's just not going well. And uh, basically the directors and everyone around um, trying to scramble to get this together. And it ends in just this weird sense of ecstasy um, of this pure visual nightmare. Um, phenomenal stuff. Uh, check this out if you get a chance. Just don't, if you have any sort of sensitivity, uh, any sort of photo sensitivities at all. Um, it gives you a pretty severe warning uh, on the get-go, but if you think at all that you have any sort of photo sensitivities, don't watch the movie. Uh, watch Jackass 4.5. That was good. Obi-Wan, I already gave my thoughts to Mike's review. Um, Miss Marvel, it's oh, it's been okay so far. Been catching up with it. Uh, watched the movie Voyage of the Rock Aliens. 
Wow, this was awesome. <laughs> so I got this in from Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, Mike got a cut of it as well. And uh, you need to check this one out. It's something to behold. It's a uh, musical in the uh, spirit of Greece. And yeah, it's, it's prophetic to say the least. Um, and then watched a movie called Cemetery of Terror uh, from the director of Don't Panic. It was good. I really liked it. I liked the vibe. I liked the spooky atmosphere that the movie had. It reminded me somewhat of uh, the movie Spookies, um, which uh, I think y'all like it, but definitely a more coherent story here, which goes to its benefit as well as not its benefit, because um, that's part of Spooky's charm. Watched uh, Richard Franklin's Cloak and Dagger. Uh, this was a really good movie. It works really well. Uh, has a lot of cool things, and uh, Vinegar Syndrome's release of this is really neat. Uh, give that a watch if you are interested in that. Watched the movie Grave Robbers, again from Cemetery of Terror director and Don't Panic director. It was a good movie. Same with Scared to Death, who was directed by the uh, uh, Creature director. Uh, really slow at times, but has some really cool creature stuff. A movie called Horror High, centered around horror movies with a guinea pig in it. Um, and y'all will know uh, about me. I love my guinea pigs. So uh, a guinea pig-based horror film is uh, definitely up my alley. And um, yeah, it's a cool take on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, basically, by the time this, this gets through. Watched uh, Blood and Bone, follow that on the action cast, we talked about it. Kung Fu Hustle will be a future action cast, so I won't talk about it. Um, watched Stanley, um, the other feature in the Horror High part, this one directed by uh, regional director William Grethe. Um, an interesting little snake exploitation, um, as well as uh, Florida Everglades uh, exploitation, I guess. <laughs> Um, so definitely good stuff. And uh, Mike, I, I want you to chime in on this one a little bit. I watched Miami Connection, and I watched a lot of it a second time along with you. What did you think of what you saw of Miami Connection? That has, be, that has to be one of the cheesiest, worst, like, knockoff 80s, pop action movies you'll ever see in your life. It was honestly, I, like, I, I don't have the time nor stomach for bad movies a lot, like you and, and Steady Steve do. But this was pretty entertaining, I'll give it that, just in how bad it was. Yeah, I, I hear you for sure. It's, whew. <laughs> uh, I love the uh, I love the soundtrack as they go through with five different guitar players for some reason. <laughs> and, and they're yeah. all dressed as ninjas the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Usually shirtless and sweaty. Um, yes. And then they got the Dollar Tree version of Bonnie Tyler singing the songs. <laughs> it's, it's a wild film. And then it'll randomly go back to... Um, who's the guy... Who am I thinking of? The one from The First Power? Um, that horror movie? Lou Diamond, Diamond Phillips? Phillips? Yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, yeah, you, it has you, knock you said off it looked, Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, um, yeah, it's like this is the Dollar Tree version of Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, it, it's a it's a film. <laughs> I watched Lightyear, finally. I got to watch it. It was fine. I mean, it, it's not a great Toy Story movie. Um, let me be clear. I think 
fans and are valid in saying this is a bit disappointing and the fact that it follows what I would consider some of the greatest animated films of all time. Um, so it is good. And then I'm not going to spoil this because I'm going to talk about it just to spoil my list. Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Watch this movie. I'm telling you, I know the title's a little weird. Please watch this. It really is that good. Um, just check it out. Uh, the Black Phone. Um, I really liked this. I really did. Um, I think this will pop up as an honorable mention, so I'll go ahead and talk about it um, for me. I liked it a lot. Ethan Hawke was great. I liked the story and the concept. I like how dark the movie got. Um, it, it really is cool. Um, I like the director a lot. Um, I'm hearing some people say it's better than Sinister. Not in my opinion. I still think it's a tad bit below uh, Sinister. But Ethan Hawke's performance here is just absolutely iconic. And I could totally see uh, people um, dressing up as the Grabber um, in October this year. And I can't wait to see all the cool cosplay. I feel like this is going to be a movie that ages really well, too. Like, um, I'm going to watch it a lot more. Like, it's something that I want to watch when it comes out. A great Halloween time movie that I think the mainstream audiences would love and that I can get behind. So, yeah, totally rad. Go see the Black Phone in theaters. Uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. It is what it is. Guys, you know you need to see this if you like Beavis and Butthead. If you don't, well, this ain't going to be here to change your mind. I can promise you that. Um, Elvis. Yeah, it was... What a film. It's a two-hour and 40-minute long biopic about Elvis's life from the director of The Great Gatsby and the Leonardo DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet. So you know what you're getting is going to be this huge, over-the-top, bombastic um, biopic about one of the most over-the-top, bombastic performers who's um, ever existed, um, which is the perfect fit. I think it's a really good movie. The weird thing here is, I've never said this in the career of Tom Hanks, but he made this movie worse. He was the worst part of this movie other than its runtime. Um, it is a wildly over-delivered performance that I am very surprised. They were like, all right, buddy, let's scale it back. I guess it's just because they thought Tom Hanks knew better. But, um, yeah, this is a very rare miss for him. And, unfortunately, the movie centers around him. So there's quite a bit of it. Um, so it's very strange. Um, you'll, you'll know what I mean whenever you see his performance here. Um, and that and the two-hour and 40-minute runtime makes this a pretty hard movie to rewatch. So overall, um, a lot of movies, but I tried to get through them pretty quick. So uh, we'll be right back to talk about our top movies of the year so far. Welcome back to Reasonably Real. Um, we are talking about our favorite movies of the year. Um, so if you've been feeling a bit of a drought in good movies coming out, uh, there's actually been a lot of really great movies this year. So uh, hopefully we can give some recommendations your way. Um, I think each of us are going to have a very different list this year, I feel like. Um, I think that'll be fair to say. So I'm pretty excited to see what everyone's uh, uh, lists are going to look like. So let's hop right in. Mike, what are your three honorable mentions? Okay, so my three honorable mentions, first one I'll start off with is Scream. 
this movie, I, I'll be totally honest, I went into it expecting very little, and I came out of it pleasantly surprised. Uh, I liked what they did with the uh, the toxic fandom angle, and um, it, it had some good moments of suspense, and it had some throwbacks for, for fans of the series, obviously. Uh, but it was a good movie. So, uh, third honorable mention uh, is Scream. Uh, the second honorable mention is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, this movie was really, really good. Uh, and it does have some pretty scary moments in it. I, I think you would, uh, wouldn't get too much of an argument when you labeled this as a horror film. And, uh, so, so kudos to them for, for letting Sam Raimi do that. Um, very good movie. And I can't wait to see this in a 4K uh, because I'm sure this movie is going to look gorgeous. So, yeah, uh, second it, it honorable was mention. Really nice. Yeah, uh, second honorable mention is uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, and my third honorable mention, uh, which is was just a movie we needed. And um, me and Dead Eye Dave actually watched kind of the behind the scenes movie for this with uh, our mother on Mother's Day. Um, but my you weren't supposed to say that. Yeah, Steve listens to the show. <laughs> oh well, he knows now. Uh, <laughs> we're in real trouble now. Yeah, if we, we were in trouble for flipping off the uh, the door camera the last time. <laughs> we're in deep trouble for this one. Yeah, yeah, we are. But um, the movie I'm talking about is Jackass Forever. Uh, this movie's just funny. And in a stupid, idiotic, don't-do-this-at-home type of way. Um, but it was kind of cool to see the band back together. Um, at least, you know, it really does hit me in a certain spot. Because I remember when Jackass came out on MTV with their show. And I remember their, their Gumball Rally special. And, um, you know, there's been tons of spinoffs and a few movies since. And uh, Jackass Forever was... Honestly, hopefully a, a fitting send-off to a lot of these guys because they are getting older and they don't need to be doing this stuff anymore. Uh, but they did it one last time, so uh, go enjoy it. You know, they put it out there to watch and enjoy and laugh at them uh, doing stupid stuff. So uh, go out there and do it. Jackass Forever is uh, is well worth a watch if you're into that type of stuff. So those are my three honorable mentions. All right. I like them. I think there's some good movies in there. Jigsaw Jody, what are your honorable mentions? Well, I'm going to say this is a crazy year because I've already given seven movies a 10 out of 10. So two of those obviously couldn't make the top five. So I'm going to cover two of those. And then my third honorable mention is actually only a nine out of 10, but that would be The Black Phone. And I already basically talked about it in what we've been watching. But yeah, it's... uh, yeah, I made my daughter call. My daughter came, and I made her call me when she got home because it, it kind of impacted me that much. So, yeah. Then uh, my two 10 out of 10 movies that didn't make the top five, the first one is Eggers' The Northman. Um, just phenomenal. Whoa, that's a surprise. <laughs> that it scored so high or that it scored so low? Scored low. Yeah, okay. I was just not not no offense, you know, obviously, but uh, oh, sure, no, sure, I was sure. just surprised. Oh, but yeah, nope. It's 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 sitting at my number seven for the year so far. Um, so 
and I know you, uh, I got to go with Mike and say that my number six and my third honorable mention is Scream. Um, I was it's my second favorite Scream movie. I thought it was a great way to kick off the year. I love its commentary on toxic fan base, and I can't wait for the next one coming out next March. So I'll be uh, looking forward to that. Let me let me let me comment on Scream. I am so happy that fans of the Scream franchise are really happy with that movie. Regardless of my personal thoughts on that movie, it makes me happy when movies make people happy. Let's bring those vibes more around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I agree. That. Yeah, I we we should be happy when other people like a movie, even if I disagree. Especially such a great franchise. If so many people got the sequel they've always wanted out of Scream, who am I to say they're wrong? That's awesome, man. I'm I'm glad it made you happy. That's awesome. Right on. So how about you, Dave? What are your honorable mentions? All right. So I've got a few. Um, so some shared ones. I got Jackass Forever as my number eight. Um, really love this movie. Um, I've watched it now four times, I think. This has turned into full-on comfort food. Um, you know, in the same way a horror movie is. Because I don't, I've talked about my anxieties and stuff pretty publicly before. But part of the reason I love horror is I can relate to it in a sense of my problems aren't so bad compared to what I'm watching. It's pure escapism. It helps uh, relieve my anxieties. It's similar with this, where at least I'm not getting hit in the nads with a flip-flop. Or, <laughs> or I'm not butt-chugging hot sauce or any number of other horrible things that these people put themselves through for our entertainment. <laughs> playing ping pong? Yeah, playing ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, um, I think, a really, really great experience. Uh, Jackass Forever is the movie I think this country needed at the time, and I'm, I'm glad we got it. What a cool film. My number seven's Black Phone. Um, really like this movie. Um, I, I have a feeling this may eventually crawl its way up the rankings a bit so this is my initial viewing um again i can see this becoming a classic character and the more i watch it the more i pick up on i really like its story and world building it's creepy as shit and it's just an awesome movie watch it my number six man this was the hardest thing to not get into my top five um and it was um men uh h24's men uh, what a great movie. Uh, really great experience to see this in a theater. Um, thanks to uh, Caleb and Chris for taking me up here to see it. Um, and what an experience to see the reactions from the crowd in a theater uh, for this, man. It was, it was truly a sight to see. This is another one that I'll, I bet will creep up the rankings uh, for me. The more I watch, I think the more I'll like it. Um, and pick more stuff up because I, I feel like I get the movie, but I think there's a bit more subtlety in it that maybe I didn't notice. But uh, it, it really is just great. So, um, yeah, definitely check out Men uh, if you haven't already. So those are my three honorable mentions. So now we're cracking into the top five. Maniac Mike, what's your number five best movie of the year? My number five is a movie that will probably not be on anybody else's list. Uh, but I really enjoyed it because it was a turn-your-brain-off 
enjoy the ride action movie in a franchise that I do hold pretty near and dear to my heart, and that's the Uncharted film. It's never going to win any awards. It's not even a great film. It's just a fun action movie that is totally nonsensical, non-believable, but some great action set pieces, kind of has the Indiana Jones vibe, or maybe even uh, the the Nick Cage Treasure Hunter movies, you know, kind of reminded you of of both of those. Um, It's just a movie that I think is pretty safe for really all ages to enjoy. There's a little bit of language and some violence in it, but not too bad. Uh, you know, so so younger people can enjoy it. Uh, there's plenty of action for, you know, the older folks. And so uh, just give it a shot. Uncharted, like I said, it's not a great movie, but it is a ton of fun, and it's uh, uh, kind of a type of action movie we don't get a lot anymore. So I wanted to give it some love. Uh, so check it out. So that's my number five. I love that pick. And uh, funny story about Uncharted. Sorry for the sidetrack. I was working at the movie theater, and we actually had the theater go down about three quarters in the way of Uncharted. And our audiences liked it in Farmington a lot. Um, We got good reviews coming out of it. And they were absolutely devastated when we told them that that theater is completely shot. We had to get the technicians out. They're like, but what happened? What happened? So people were really into it. So I just thought that was kind of a funny story. We all gave them passes, and they were able to watch it uh, the next day. So, But, yeah, it, it was it was a funny story about that one. So uh, Jigsaw Jody, what is your number five? My number five is Robert Pattinson's The Batman I loved it even way more than I thought I would. So uh, I appreciated that it was a very different experience from Nolan, who, of course, is a very different experience from Schumacher, who is even a different experience somewhat from Burton. So I like seeing all these different like kind of like ways to present Batman, and I was particularly fond of, fond of this, and it was nice seeing him be an actual detective, which is what he's supposed to be. So my number five is The Batman. Yeah, I totally agree. The Batman is a really cool movie. And I love the detective aspect of it. Um, So, all right, here's my number five. So, you know, there's some things that are sure in the world, right? You know, the sun rises in the morning. If there's nudity in a movie, Steven Senegal is going to hate it. And if Gaspar Noé uh, puts out a film in the year, I'm going to love it. And sure enough, and my number five is Lux Eterna. Um, give this a watch, man. It's going to get a Yellow Veil release, which is a partner label from Vinegar Syndrome. Please watch this movie. It is a pure cinematic experience. It's 54 minutes long. Again, if you have photosensitivities, definitely avoid it if you have those. But what a great movie, man. I was absolutely floored by it. I've watched it now two or three times um, because I just find myself mesmerized with it. Um, I just can't look away. What a film. Uh, that's my number five is Lux Eterna from Gaspar Noé. All right, Maniac Mike, what's your number four? All right, well, my number four, I can say that if Ty West puts out a film, that I will like it. And uh, so my number four is X. Uh, 
I had heard great things about this movie, and it lived up to it. Um, it looks really good. There is some shaky CGI in a, in a scene or two, uh, but for the most part, it, it looks really good. Uh, the acting's really good. The story is pretty good. Um, and instead of just making kind of your basic slasher, they really did try to add in some feelings and thought-provoking elements to the story. And I really enjoyed that. There's a lot of really good and interesting dialogue as well. Uh, so my number four is X. I have a strong feeling that may show up on my list. Jigsaw Jody, what is your number four? For number four, I have to go with my new favorite Best Friends movie. You know, that's a genre that I really like. I, I don't really think it's a genre. It's just one that I made up. But the Best Friends movie as unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, it's very funny movie, very heartfelt. Um, it's not, it's not what you think it's going to be. Cause I even had to like, like think if I was disappointed or not, but it's not what you think it's going to be. It's just a buddy, a buddy movie. And I dug the heck out of it. And being a huge Nicolas Cage fan, that's just bonus. And also the fact that uh, they reference, of all the Nicolas Cage movies, one that gets a shout-out, like and they show some, some props from it, they give shout-out to Mandy, who is uh, probably my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. I uh, just watched it again the other night. Oh, yeah, I forgot to include that in my what I've been watching. Watched, uh, showed my friend Mandy for the first time. Uh, but, yeah, my number three is Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Excellent, excellent shout out. And I will say Walmart has a special edition Blu-ray set that comes with a Nicolas Cage t-shirt. And usually those packaged in shirts are kind of lame. This one's not. It's actually really cool. It looks really nice. It has that A24 kind of minimalist uh, vibe. Really cool shirt. Check that out. And of course worth it for the movie um, as well. It was like 25 bucks for both of them. So uh, total steal as far as I'm concerned. All right, so my number four is, well, you know, I, it sounds like to me, if surgery is the new sex, I'm in. It's Crimes of the Future is my number four. Um, I'm kidding, of course. This movie is kind of repulsive in a uh, very interesting way. What a film, man. Uh, it's so cool to see the return of Cronenberg I've desperately wanted him to go back to um, the kind of body horror that he was known for, although his movies never got bad. He never fell off or anything like that. It's just his movies kind of distanced from what I really loved about his movies, but he did something different, and I can appreciate that. But his return to body horror is truly excellent here. What a freaking film. Watch it with some people. Watch him squirm. It's the most fun way to watch a Cronenberg movie. My number four is Crimes of the Future. Maniac Mike, what is your number three? Okay, my number three is a movie that's already been mentioned, in, been mentioned and that is The Batman. Um, I was curious about this film because I wanted to see what Pattinson can do, and he played a really good Batman. Um, and I agree with what Jody said is they really, uh, put the, the detective version of Batman, uh, front and center. And I really enjoyed that take because 
as Jody said, that's what he is, but we never got that look, and so I really enjoyed that. Um, it is a long movie. I will warn that, but uh, Battinson is totally worth seeing. So uh, my number three is The Batman. Excellent choice. Very interesting film. I do like me some Battinson as well. Jigsaw Jody, what is your number three? My number three is, like Mike, if there's going to be Ty West in the, in the year, it's probably going to make the list, and that would be X. What a freaking cool, fun, good time at the movies. Um, it's going to be, it's for grown-up taste for certainly, but uh, my favorite uh, letterbox review is, just simply says, glad my grandma is dead. And if you've seen the movie, you know, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I cannot wait for the prequel, Pearl. It's going to be great. Yeah, definitely. Um, I absolutely adore Ty West. Um, I'll get into that. Um, either way, my number three is, as promised, Cha Cha Real Smooth. Trust me, guys, watch this movie. Everyone needs to see this movie. It'll have big mainstream appeal. It is a fantastic romance, an excellent drama. With everything that's going on in my life at the moment, this movie brought, it was the perfect movie for what I'm going through. Uh, it was almost like the night books for you last year, Jody, oh, wow, where it yeah. was just such a powerful experience uh, at the right time. That's what this is for me. Um, it's like The Graduate mixed with um, Coda is what I would call it. Um, that would be the closest comparison I could make. It is a beautiful movie with some fantastically slick directing, wonderful performances, great direction. It's funny, it's charming, it's romantic. It's beautiful to look at. The soundtrack and score is wonderful. It's unique, it's fun. I think everyone can enjoy this movie. Please watch it. I mean that. It really is that good. Uh, my number three is Cha Cha Real Smooth. Maniac Mike, what's your number two? Okay, my number two is a movie that should show up somewhere on most everybody's list, whether it's in the top five, top ten, honorable mentions. It should be somewhere, and if it's not, I will challenge you to meet me at the gates of hell. Yeah. So my number two is The Northman. Uh, this movie is brutal. It's beautiful. Uh, it really leans into Norse mythology. And it has, honestly, some awesome characters. Uh, some of which I, I wish they were in it a whole lot more than they are. Uh, but this movie is not what you think it is. Yes, it is a revenge tale, but it is a lot more than that as well. Um, so far, this is my only 10 of the year uh, that I have given out, and it is well-deserving. So my number two is The Northman. Awesome. I wore my Gates of Hell uh, hat by pure accident to the screening of this, and when that, that line popped up, I took my hat off, and uh, I was with Caleb, and I showed him my hat, and we just both kind of chuckled at it. Uh, what a cool movie. Uh, Jigsaw Jody, what is your number two? My number two is The Daniels. 
everything, everywhere, all at once. It's, for me, it was a perfect movie. Uh, I've loved it every minute from start to finish, and I had to pee so bad, but I would not get up out of that my chair. And then just, like, it, my audience clapped, and it was just a really amazing screening and a good time. Um, I say everybody needs to see this as well. Uh, I don't know if everybody will like it, but it's definitely... Um, it's a well. It's a multi. It's a multiverse movie. One of I get if the Flash ends up coming out this year, that'll be one of three. But um, definitely not like a superhero movie. But it's about emotion and, and a human connection, and the bonds that bind us and the bonds that break us. So it's just a really cool, awesome movie, uh, full of googly eyes. But that's neither here nor there. But uh, I love the googly eyes, and if you rate it on Letterbox, the little thing is googly eyes, so it's really cool. Yeah, I noticed that too. That is really neat. <laughs> that's my uh, number two. Everything all right. All at once. I'm I'm really ready to check this one out a second time. I watched it on the A24 screening room, and uh, I'm I'm ready to check this out on Blu-ray. It's definitely one I'm going to watch again. I know my parents wanted to see it, so I'll watch it with them. And maybe even seeing it with a group experience uh, will be really cool. Because that, that ending is really great in the message it portrays. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, my number two is... All right, uh, Mike, I guess I'm meeting you at the gates of hell. My number two is The Northman. Uh, what a film, man. I bought the 4K of this. This is easily one of the best demo discs I've ever seen. This is a beautiful movie. It's graphic. It's a great... It's one of those stories that's so tried and true, it's hard to do wrong. So I could see why some people would call it uh, maybe maybe a bit done before, but no one's done it as well as this. I could promise you that. This is a revenge tale on all sorts of primal nature cocaine. It is awesome. It's wild, weird. It's got great performances, fantastic visuals. Robert Eggers was given a ton of money to create a setting that is one of the most believable and engrossing settings I've ever seen in a movie. What a movie. Uh, go check out The Northman if you haven't already. It's a fantastic film. That's my number two is The Northman. All right, we're down to number one. And I have a very strong feeling what I know what both of yours are. Maniac Mike, what's yours? I got a question. Yeah, 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 what's up? Do you feel the need? The yeah. need for speed? Dun. So, my, my number one is Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I've been on this hype train for years now, uh, ever since I watched the first trailer for it in July of 2019. And... Um, it lived up to all expectations. Uh, it's a fantastic action movie. It does what a sequel needs to do. It takes the characters. It expands their story. Um, and it really gave us somebody to root for. They, they brought back, um, you know, the, the, the characters from the first one. I really liked how they, they incorporated Val Kilmer into the film. And then they incorporated a new crop of characters with, uh, you know, Miles Teller. Uh, John Hamm was really good in this movie. Um, so th this movie, just it, it's a great action film. Um, uh, I hate to interrupt, but do you mean blues legend John Hamm? 
Yes, I stand corrected. That is blues legend John Hamm. Yes, yes. Um, but this movie blew me away. Uh, so happy, so satisfied. Um, uh, tons in there for the fans, but this also stands on its own as its own movie as well. Um, and there's some really deep cut stuff in the movie that are kind of throwaway lines from the first one that really are important things in this one. Uh, so go give Top Gun Maverick a watch. It's fantastic. It's fun. It's a, another pretty decent, clean family film as well. So uh, go watch Top Gun Maverick. That is my number one. I went to the danger zone. All right, Jody. I think I know what your number one is, buddy. What is it? <laughs> well, the day that I saw this movie, I had spent the day at the beach playing some volleyball, playing with the boys. And then I had to like drive through some pretty heavy construction to get to the, the theater. It was full of danger zones. But then when I finally got to watch the movie, it took my breath away. And that is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, <laughs> I like Bravo. it. Well, that was like, that was a good, a good, a good story, and, and yeah, I'm heading up and to it. Mike may have been on the hype train, but I'm the conductor. I that that's fair. I was a non-believer in the hype train. I've defended. Uh, it's not my not my top ten. I'm sorry, but what I will say is Top Gun Maverick is probably the best summer blockbuster we've had in a long ass time. Straight up. So, you know, you guys know what my taste in movies is. It's probably a movie like that's even no matter how good it is, probably just isn't going to crack my top ten. But I will give Top Gun Maverick a lot of props for being, I think, one of the best mainstream blockbusters in years. And I get why it gets the hype. And I'm really happy when I see people very stoked about this one because it deserves it. It's a really cool movie. Very impressive. All right, well, I guess I'm ready to talk about my number one. And uh, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't have quite as cool of a story about this one other than I can't believe this came to Farmington, Missouri, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm talking about Ty West's excellent Movie X is my number one movie of the year. It's actually cracked into my top four favorite movies of all time. Oh, wow. Yes, it is a movie I adore. I have seen this movie countless times. It's turned into comfort food for me. Um, I love everything about this movie. It's super into what, I'm, what I love. It has a lot of it. I love great characters that I could root for, which I think this movie has plenty of them. Very subversive characters that you think are going to be one way and are not. Um, wonderful direction. Beautiful soundtrack and score. Great cinematography. Excellent kills. Um, what more is there to like about this movie? And Oh yeah, sorry, the 70s, which is my favorite era of film. Um, of course, this is going to be an amazing movie for me. I... I don't think words can express how much I love it other than the fact that I spent over $100 worth of merchandise for this movie, um, not to mention the movie itself. So uh, 
yeah, that's uh, that's my opinion on Ty West's X. And the only thing I could see say about that is you're trapezing around in barely any clothes, enticing my wife. But either way, sorry, I, I did a terrible impression of uh, the uh, gentleman in this movie. Uh, but either way, that is my top five favorite movies of the year. Hopefully, you guys got some recommendations out there. I feel like my list was very weird in comparison to you guys. <laughs> am yeah, am I wrong in assuming matches. that? No, we had some good matches, but yeah. Um, yeah, because I think the one that was only on yours is Crimes of the Future. Crimes of the Future and Cha-Cha Real Smooth and oh, Lux yeah, Eterna. Yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I've a couple of those because they're fairly new and kind of hard to get a hold of. Cha-Cha Real Smooth is just came out last week, and Lux Eterna is really only available to purchase on VOD at the moment, and not all VOD platforms. I bought it on Vudu, um, but you can't buy it on iTunes, last I checked, which is kind of weird. So uh, either way, Apple, get your shit together. I love you guys, but, you know, Gaspar should take priority, guys. Seriously. Um, get Lux Eterna on your service. Um, either way. That's that's my opinion. So, yeah, do we have anything else we want to add before we close off the show? I think this has been a fantastic show. It's a great show. Yeah, yeah, it's always fun to get together to talk about these top lists. And uh, I just really enjoy it. Yep, as do I. Yeah, it's just a great way to give people a quick recommendation list. You know, because, I, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who don't watch every movie, you know, that comes out every year. They rely on, you know, some of these reviews and, and stuff. And I, I steer them the wrong way uh, with my recommendations typically. I'm telling these people to watch Lux Eterna and Crimes of the Future and, uh, you know. Very true. Very true. <laughs> steering them the wrong direction. But uh, I like doing that. That's a good time. So either way, until next time, we will talk to you all later. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.